Welcome to the Garlic Boys One Shot. If you have the shot, take it. If you have the garlic bread, bake it. Joining me this week, me as in Matthew Hawks. Joining me is Connor O'Connor. Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. Why don't you come inside, sit on the big comfy couch? We have Corey, a.k.a. Vaptor Like Raptor. You have forgotten me, but I will never forget you. You cannot imagine the depths I would go to stay alive, fueled by my singular hatred for you. Ouch. Okay, we also have Mug. Have you eaten anything you shouldn't have today? Yes. And our exceptional DM, delicious, exceptional, beautiful, stunning DM, the Fire Lord himself, Shania. I'll have to take a stinky poop. <laughs> now, my question is, are Sean and Corey both quoting the same episode of Clifford the Red Bed, Big Red Dog, or are they different episodes? Different episodes. Definitely different, episodes? different episodes. Okay. Mine's the pilot. Nice. Mine's, mine's a couple seasons in. Yeah. They, de- they definitely got darker in the later seasons. Um, yeah. After Clifford killed that guy, uh-huh. it just kind of like took a weird turn. After Clifford killed Caillou in the multiverse event, uh, <laughs> I hate that they just got weird. I hate that they introduced anti Clifford so early. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it was pretty rough. It, it was way better in the comics. The crazy thing to me is Word, Word Girl couldn't even stop Clifford. And, I know. Like, she could spell yeah, at anything. least they brought Super Dog on. Right. And I honestly, I am really excited for World War Clifford 3. <laughs> right. Especially because Fetch with Ruff Ruffman, he's coming in. Yeah. And, and I heard, I heard, isn't uh, Tom Holland playing Clifford in that one? <laughs> no, Tom Holland actually dropped out. It's now just Timothy Chalamet on a big red dog. I Got was going to say Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> he stole it. Wonderful. Did you guys see the Wonka trailer? Oh my gosh! Yes, we did. Matt and I were texting about it earlier. <laughs> we are so. I, I, have only, I have only seen that small scene, so I got to see the whole trailer. Hugh Grant is playing a Noompa Loompa, know, and it is disturbing. That Keegan, is the one. Keegan Michael like... Key is playing a cop, and Mr. Bean is playing a priest. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> are Are you guys going to see Barbie and Oppenheimer double feature this weekend? Just Barbie. I don't care. I at least want to see Barbie. I I've, I talked with our other friend this morning, and we're probably going to do Barbie, then Oppenheimer, and then to to waste away the despair that Oppenheimer will bring us, watch Barbie again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can get with that. <laughs> but I think first we should play some D and D. Is that good with you guys? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah let's play some D and D. Dungeons, dragons, space, spelljammers. Ships, mechanics, combat, plasmoids, thrycreen, pirates, flumps, space, hijacks, moths, K10, Cassioc, sp- space, sugar, are- spice, and everything nice. <laughs> Angels and shenanigans. These are words that I've said before on this show. <laughs> and now I say them again. As you are getting attacked and you get hit in the hole. That's not the alarm. That's just the noise Flump makes when he's upset. <laughs> Sorry, his name's Flapjack, not Flump. He, uh, is, he is a Flump, right? Yes, mm-hmm. he is a Flump. 
the man of war uh stares you guys down and i am happy to give you guys and if you're watching from home you can check out our instagram page to see the map of uh One it's of the, the, of, the, it's the of the moon dancer one quick point of order because some people on the podcast i'm not going to name any names connor and uh after really Hi. didn't know what a man of war was uh that it was a jellyfish in real life so it I, is I just a jellyfish clarify. in real life to just, turn on matt we can go back to the previous podcast where i left it in just because <laughs> he said something now <laughs> To turn on all of you, saying <laughs> man of war is an uh, is a cisgender phobic uh, microaggression. So uh, it's of, actually woman of, of order. War? Uh, point uh -huh. of order. It is no longer Pride Month. You don't get to mention that. Point of order. It's person of war. <laughs> person of war. Uh, point of order. It's a jellyfish. It's not a person. <laughs> But it's not a man either, so uh, man award doesn't really make any sense. So personal war. These are the conversations my these are the conversations my family has about my gender. <laughs> a they of war. A person it's, of war. It's not a person anymore. It's a jellyfish. Don't call it it. It's your grandson. This this vote is very phallic. <laughs> this vote is very phallic. Well, and so so what? It looks like a dick. Okay. <laughs> is anybody okay. else seeing it like very smallly? Or is it? No, I see it real small. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I can it, I can see it, it, Sean. I just didn't know if I had clicked something, but we're good. Yeah, it's not all big like it was before. Oh, if you pin oh. it. Oh. Yeah. Oh wait, that works. I just oh, double now clicked it's big. it. I'm back. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cool. 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 We will explore the deck eventually, but right now you guys have access to what you see here. Um. As this ship says, oh, no, you don't. I'm going to kick your abs. <laughs> um, you guys are right around here on the deck, which is in the center of this space galleon deck. It's a large pirate ship-like ship. Uh, behind you, there is a uh, mangonel here, ballista. Then there are some crossbows up here, javelins of sort. Um, some cannons along the sides as well. Um let us if you guys want one while you're learning to use the ship and stuff you can ask me questions about it and eventually i will add the stats to each of your character sheets that way you can uh view them as a quick reference but for now you're just getting to know the ship so it will have to be based on checks um give me just one second one oh <laughs> uh, classic joke Oh man. This ship fires off at you guys, uh, and we are entering ship to ship combat. Uh, Captain Sartell Grimly is going to inform you guys that the Star Moth is faster than the Moon Dancer and has no hope of outrunning it. Uh, nice. We've got about a minute to prepare before the Star Moth gets to where we can't uh, exit. And uh, as soon as the Star Moth, Star Moth gets within range, it looks like this particular moth belongs to one Travis and will try. And it looks like this is, this is going down. Cassiok is aboard. And uh, can someone give me a perception check as he is uh, levitating away? Goop can try. The way we'll handle uh, 
ship to ship combat is instead of rolling initiative, we will do turn based fighting, and you can you guys will all act on the the moon dancer's turn. I like that. Goop world sixteen uh, plus one, I think, so it'll be seventeen for perception. Okay, cool. Uh, Cassiok is levitating away, muttering something along the lines of, "You can handle them." They are nothing to us anymore. As he floats away, and uh, Travis is uh, this like captain aboard, wearing this long purple suit and like a uh, mid like World War II Germany style hat, uh, where it comes up to a point in the middle. Uh, looks very uh, M. Bison from Street Fighter. Uh, very much like dressed up dignified and such um but he uh yeah he just points his arm towards the uh, space galleon that you guys are aboard and you hear a stinker it is the uh moon dancer's turn captain sartell is going to say man those cannons someone get on the ballista if any of you know how to fight now is the time to show me which one of you is the best spellcaster. Goop. Definitely Goop. Is it definitely Goop? It's definitely Goop. <laughs> goop, you're in the spell jamming helm, sir. We gooping. We are gooping. Goop goes to wherever she just pointed. Cool. Uh, you will be here. Okay, cool. That's where I thought I would be. Yep, in the spell jamming helm. Uh, there are these okay. cannons. There's a ballista, as well as... Uh, so this is the mangonel. This is the ballista. One ballista requires three crew. One mangonel requires five crew. That's a lot of crew. You guys may decide what you would like to do. Goop is in the spell jamming helm. So Goop, you decide how the ship moves, where it goes, uh... And basically, and you can like use, uh, you use your concentration to maneuver the ship. So if you have any questions about how far you can move, how, what your armor class is or anything like that, I can answer them for you and you're welcome yeah. to write them down, but keep in I mind. I would like to write them down. Yeah. Keep uh, in mind that I am going to add the stats of the space galleon to your character sheet eventually. Okay. But, uh, right now you're starting to get attuned to it. You're just now, like, you're jumping in the seat of, of having never driven a spell jamming helm before. Eventually, you can learn. Flapjack uh, is the one who normally does this, but he's taking care of the sails right now. Okay. Kind of low on crew members. He looks at you and he goes, <laughs> it, it's, it's a proud noise, if you didn't know. And, and an accepting one. Goop is very nervous, but he's excited to be here. The way the Space Galleon spell jamming helm is set up is it's this like old school reclining like grandpa chair that just sits in the middle of a completely dark painted black room and you walk inside and shut the door behind you and all light escapes the room. You sit in the seat and it's immediately like Professor X's Cerebro. The black walls turn into the night sky and wild space and all of a sudden you are no longer a goop sitting on a chair. You are a space galleon. 
you are this ship and you can see yourself moving through the cosmos just ahead of you 250 feet you can see the man of war looking down at you but you can also feel the you can feel the entity that is driving this man of war and it is uh, another kind of like creature that is driving this and inhabiting the ship at the same time you all of a sudden know how spell jamming ships work epic uh on your next turn i'm going to give you some stats for the ship but that is basically how spell jamming works in wild space now you know the the driver of the spell jammer helm becomes the ship that is what i wrote down um i will give you one more piece of information yes and for people who are holding me to rules at home, this is a Spelljammer Canon 2nd Edition thing that I am holding to because it is a very good rule and it is a very roleplay friendly rule. Um, if the Spelljammer ship ends up completely destroyed, depleted of all HP while you are Spelljamming it, you will also die. Not good. Um, but that being said, it if we get to that point, then your health pool will go on top of that. And then that's a whole different thing, but we'll talk okay. about that. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when it gets here. Okay. The rest of you, what would you like to do with your turn? So oh. would I count as two people because I have four arms? Nope. Kill. I think there's a, if there's you only three of us, then we should do the ballistas. So you count as one crew member. You look like you can do multiple actions in like an, in like, um uh so you got you guys have in in this situation you act as a crew member as what a crew member could do if we're in like a uh person-to-person -person initiative then yeah you'll have that extra attack but on this i'll allow your extra attack um like for example uh, a mangonel requires two actions to load two actions to aim and one action to fire so as your extra attack, I would allow you to soak up one of those actions. I feel like that's fair. Is that fair, guys? I thought the Manganel had needed like five people, though. We don't have enough for that. Right. So then the ballista. Uh, so n none of you have fired this ballista yet. Are you all three going to this one? Might as well for now. And if we have to separate to do cannons and stuff, we can do that. Okay, pick. Left. Okay. Are they on our starboard or port side? They're right in front of you. Okay, so they're... Either way, we can shoot either, them. Yeah, either way, we can shoot them. Yep. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that top one's fine. Left. Okay, so you are each going to get... Uh, I, I'm going to read a couple of things to you. You have an armor class, hit points, um, your type of weapon, and how many actions it requires. Uh, I'm going to give you guys these once. Uh, you can write them down if you want. Your call. Uh, your armor class is 15. Your hit points are 50. It takes one action to load, one action to aim, and one action to fire. And you have a ranged weapon attack, which is a bolt. It's got a plus six to hit. It's 120 range. 480 at disadvantage. And if it hits, it does 3d10. The minimum amount of damage it can do is 16. If you roll lower than that, then it will still do 16. That's your ballista crew. What would you guys like to do with it this turn? You've got four actions between the three of you. 
Um, I would like to just confirm something. From where we're standing, can we see Goop? No. Okay. Um, can I see the captain? Yes. All right. Um, so no matter what, can I use my bonus action to um, throw a bardic onto Glicks, Himbeth, and the captain? Yeah. And then we'll discuss um, everything else. Can we can we add to the AC of this? Like uh, if, if I throw up a magical shield spell, will it add to the AC of it? Yes, it will. Cool. As long as that's something that you can target an object on. Um, I could surround the creature uh, that is manning it, which is one of us. Yeah, you could do that. Would it cool. be within it as well, like within that? It wouldn't affect it. It would okay. affect the creature. The person on it. Yes, yeah. It's like a force field, like that barriers your skin. Gotcha. Okay. Lock and load. Yeah, so I see. Let's just do it. Let's. We have four actions, right? So you did your bonus action. Are you doing that now? Yeah, you guys have Bardic, which is 1d8. For what? Um, as a bonus action, a creature other than yourself within 60 feet that can hear you gains inspiration die 1d8. For 10 minutes, that creature can add it to one ability check, one attack, one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. This can be added after seeing the rule, but before knowing the outcome. You can only do this once per time, uh, one person per use, by the way. You can't do this on multiple people at once. I can't just use all three of them? Not at once. Because it takes either a bonus action or a reaction to cast it. And you can't cast it three times in the same amount of time. Okay, then I'll put it on Himbeth. Cool. Himbeth, you got Dabardic. I feel empowered. <laughs> um, nice. Okay, so... I don't want to immediately attack because I don't know if they're immediately going to say, hey, they're attacking us, but I'm also sitting here like... Well, they've already attacked you guys. Okay. Quick question. You've already got hit by one of their missiles once. Okay. Can can my pseudopod help with these, like, as an extra person? Mm, well, that... I... I... Is Sorry. is anything more than ten pounds? <laughs> what do, what can your pseudopod do? It says what, you what can, can ex- pseudopod do? you can extrude a pseudopod that is up to six inches wide and ten feet long to reabsorb it in your or reabsorb it in your body. Blah blah. You can use the pseudopod to manipulate an object, open slash close a door or container, or pick up slash set down a tiny object. The pseudopod doesn't have sensory organs, can attack, activate magical items, or lift more than ten pounds. No. Okay. That's fair. Then I say we start loading, load and aim and fire. Right, takes an action yeah. each. I'm we have here like yeah, four actions. My extra attack doesn't count as an extra action, does it? In this situation, it will. Okay, so we have so, five actions. Because you know, four is including the extra attack. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Which, what if we so, load, aim, fire, then load again? Right, we can right. just start Prepare. a cycle through the load. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Can we do that? Sure. So then we're loading. I'll I'll hold back the strings. Okay, then give me a strength check. A nine. 
All right. Uh, uh, since it's your first time, nine's fine. Uh, it is loaded. Aim. So this is going to be your attack roll. Um, I thought the fire was the attack roll. Oh, no, the fire is the damage. Is that like... Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Am I rolling this one? I, you, I, you rolled the strength check, so it has to be someone else. That's what I thought. I'll roll it. What am I adding? A plus six. You are within... It's 200 feet away, so you're rolling at disadvantage. Bottle on up. Sorry, I'm trying to do the math real quick. Quick math. So I got a 24 and a 7. All right. Uh, 7's <laughs> not going to do it. Um, but I will allow you guys to use your uh, next two actions. Instead of doing the damage, you can load and aim again. But it's yeah. got it's got to be a strength check from Henbeth to load again, and then this time you're gonna I'm gonna need uh, Glicks to do the to hit. That's it, fine. It literally just like slid across the desktop, but I got a fifteen. Nice. <laughs> yes, fifteen is gonna be fine. It's loaded. Am I now rolling to hit? Yes, and you're adding a plus six at disadvantage. Ooh, okay. I got a 14 and an 11, so 17 with the 11. 17? Correct. You can choose one of the Manganel or one of the Ballistas or the Manganel on the Mana War, and one of them will be severed. The Manganel does more damage, correct? It does. Okay, then I'm going to do that one. All right, the Manganel is now severed on the Starmoth. You also managed to hit five crew with it. Sweet. All right, that is your guys' turn. The Mana Wars turn to fire. It's not going to be able to use its uh, manga now for some reason. It's just I just can't use it for some reason. I don't know why. Um, you are going to hear a shouting, uh, We'll have your heads for the ones you took! And the two ballista are going to fire at you guys. Hit. Hit. Nice. Okay. Um... You three can determine how to divvy this up between yourselves, but you're going to take 20 points of damage spread between the three of you and the ballista, which has 50 health points. Uh, do I still only have seven health points from when he healed me? Uh, unless, uh, well, yeah, you, nobody healed you more. You got to heal, right? Like he healed you. He did, but it only got him to seven hit points. Oh, then no. So we can do less damage to you. Say they hit the base yeah. of it, which is like me and Connor. So like, I could take two. Can you? Are you guys able to take ten each? Oh yeah. It's got fifty. Don't forget. Yeah. Uh, so how much was the damage again? Uh, twenty. Twenty. So what if we did five to the two of us? Two to you, which would be twelve, and then eight to the ballista. Yeah, I I can take eight, and we can give the ballista five. That's fine. So five me two two uh, Corey uh, Hembeth, sorry, um, and then eight to Connor's character. Uh, I've got Robert. I've got the ballista's HP. Oh, sweet. Okay, 
was just going to record it in my notes, but that works. I've got it. I, have, hey, I, I, I you're recorded dealing it what? wrong in my notes anyways. You're dealing what? Two damage to it? Uh, five. Five. Got it. All right. Okay. It's woods a little chipped. All right. Uh, so that was my turn, and I'm also going to move just a wee bit closer to y'all. Um, the star moth is now going to move 50 feet closer, and uh, it's now within boarding range, but it's not going to be able to board this turn. Next turn, it can send some crew members over to board. It is your guys' turn. Uh, Goop. Gooping. What stats would you like to know about this ship? Uh, speed, maybe? Speed. You've got a fly speed of 350 feet. You nice. can move you can move that in a turn. Cool. This is faster than the average space galleon. This is a very seasoned veteran pirate ship in space. That's why it's so fast. Cool. Um what should Goop do? Like is Well, need to, how far are they now that they moved, right? Yeah. How far are they away? So they were 250 feet away. They are now uh, a good 150 feet away. So they're within range of most of your, uh, like they're within a regular range of your ballista. Goop is going to like probably try and not, like he's going to try and turn the ship so that instead of like facing like this at each other, they're facing like, the cannons on our ship can face theirs. Okay. But also we can like kind of go around them if we need to, if we're able to eventually. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, now that the cannons are, uh, so you guys will, you'll turn sideways to aim at this man of war. And now that the cannons are within like firing range, I'll give you guys the stats on a cannon. So a cannon for uh, the space galleon, requires one crew it takes one action to load and one action to fire so question for you then yeah can i stand at in the middle of two cannons and load it like away from like what like one set of arms loads at the other's fires nah uh I would say no, not not to hinder us, but just because the it's a bit we're not of a counting you as we're not counting you as two people for the right. ballista. Right. So why would we count you as two people for you know the not to hinder us? I can just load it faster. But I can it, that's fine. And I'm sitting here like I, I need to heal, but I can't heal myself. I, I got you on that. But uh, what is okay. the damage and other stuff for the cannons? Right. The cannon has a plus four to hit, and it does 1d12 of damage. Sweet. It's bludgeoning damage. And uh, the AC and HP of them? Uh, a cannon's AC is going to be 10. HP is 20. And that's cannons. <clears throat> uh, Mug, you're also going to get the armor class of your space galleon. If cool. it is if it is higher than yours, then you can use this one. If it's lower than yours, then you can use yours. It is fifteen. It is the, higher than mine. The galleon's made of wood. It's got uh, 
what's it called? Opposite of resistance. Um, Immunity. No. no. Opposite. Um, uh, vulnerability. It's got yeah. vulnerability to fire. Okay. I was going to say weak against you. Yeah. Same yeah. Um, and it's got 400 health points. Cool. It's big. If you take more than 15 points of damage in one turn, then your movement speed is halved. Oh, wait. So I wrote down earlier the 50 HP, but that's for the uh, thing that they were using, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So your, your ship has 400 HP. Awesome. Okay. And then the armor class you said was 15? Cool. Yes. And the speed again was 350. Okay. It's Get roughly it's roughly 40 miles an hour. Awesome. That will never come up again. Okay. <laughs> no human terms. So what can Goop do? You can cast any of your spells if you want, and okay. you can move the ship, and you can uh, communicate with the captain telepathically to influence decisions made on the deck of the ship. Um, Goop is going to telepathically communicate to the captain and say, Goop, new to this. What can, what should, what should Goop do? Ah. What best move? It's been a while since I've had someone in my spell jamming helm. Please for you to be there, Mr. Goop. I'm captain Sartell. At your disposal. Um, I've got things running up here. I'm glad that you've turned the ship uh, around so we can man some of these cannons. I've got Flapjack on a couple of them now. I recommend trying to get as fast out of here as we can. Head straight for deep space, and once we get out there, I'll instruct you on how to jump. That was Goop's plan. So, yeah, I'm going to keep turning the ship a little bit more and start going diagonally away from them. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, okay, so you move... Okay, cool. Yeah, you're getting... Uh... In, in relation to where we were, like, uh, on the rock, you're heading out towards where the lake is and passing over top of it, going okay. up in the direction towards empty wild space. Gotcha. Um, and the man of war is trying to turn to chase after you. Um, it is supposedly faster than you, but uh, we'll see how well it can maneuver at finding you. Um, I specifically wanted to like try and if it like when it was facing us to go like just yeah just kind of turn and then go past it so that it did have to completely turn around to come after us. Right, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh so then it's gonna be uh my three crew members here, Henbeth, uh Glicks, and Blobbert. What would you guys like to do? If if the one guy is Flapjack, if he's manning the cannons, Flapjack like is on Flapjack is on one cannon. On a cannon. Much like Hinbeth, he has many limbs, but he can operate one thing at a time because the other one's 10 feet away. You know, he's only one person. So either we all do cannons as we're passing or we stay on this and let Flapjack do the cannon. Well, we got we only got one more step to fire this off and then we can just go do a cannon. I can, That's true, yeah, too. I and say, I can, I can heal. Just go to a cannon. Okay, if we want to fire this one and then I'll heal. So we still only have like four actions, or is it just when so, we're on the ballista? Him Himbeth can go to a cannon. What I'm heal. Go ahead. And then I'll fire the ballista. 
and then throw a bardic, and that should be all four actions. So as far as the four actions go, I want to clarify. Hinbith has two attacks because he just leveled up to level five in Artificer. I am allowing him to use both of those attacks as actions in ship combat because I, I see that as fair. So then you guys are going to get your one action. And since you were on the ballista win with Hinbeth, you had a total of four actions. He gotcha. technically has the final say in what to do with both of his actions. So why don't I fire it and then move down? But if you're if you're doing a ship action, wouldn't it make more sense for you to try firing or loading and firing a cannon instead of wasting one here and then starting half of a cannon? Fair. So like Connor fires, I yeah. heal, and you do the two cannons, and that that, that way like out. everything so gets get done. a shot off. Yeah. Okay. And I'd also like to throw a bardic onto um, Glicks. Sure, sounds good. It's funny because I have Skyrim background music going on right now. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm adding anything to. Am I adding anything to fire? Uh, yeah. What are you trying to fire? The ballista. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a plus six. Okay, so does a natural twenty plus six hit? Ooh, nice. You're Connor gonna... asked that. I love when you ask that all innocently. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played before. Does it hit? Do 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 the natural twenty hit? My dear Blobbert, please roll me 6d10. Double damage, baby. And then how much am I getting ready to roll? Oh, you're doing the cannon, so it's just a d20 plus 4 to hit, and then 1d12 bludgeoning damage. Um, On a d20, what is a 0? Is that... On a d10, a 0 is a 10. Okay. Okay. I got an 11 for my cannon. 29, 37, 40, 43. Nice. Ooh. Okay, cool. 43 damage. You hit the star moth hard enough to where it is going to have to take a beat and a turn to catch up with you. Nice. It is immobile this turn, and you guys can get a good movement speed ahead on it. You are going to head into deep space far enough to where you can start to jump, and they're not going to be able to catch up with you. Would you like to start the process to hyper jump somewhere different in wild space to get away from here? Uh... Or do we want to try and murder them? Uh, I think we should probably jump. I would like to jump, yeah. Jump. They can't like track us, can they? I've got three of four votes for jump, so we are jumping. Uh, go ahead. I'd also just like to remind the audience that when I give Bardic inspiration, uh, Blobbert is tipping his fedora towards the person and going, "My crewmate." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so I like how long does Bardic inspiration last? Uh, ten minutes, and so you can add it to any ability check, attack roll. Can or... I, as we're jumping, can I heal, uh, Himbith? Sure, I'd love to heal him so he's not literally dead for the entire session. <laughs> that would so be nice. Can can Bardic be added to it? From what I can tell here, I don't think so because it's ability yeah. check, attack roll, or saving throw. Okay. Well. 
then I'm going to cast Cure Wounds at third level. Cure Wounds at third level is 3d8 plus 9. Oh, that was loud. Uh, 28 hit points. <clears throat> nice. I am at 33 health. Nice. Yippee. Thank you. You're welcome. Sorry. You're welcome. Okay, so you guys are about to jump. Captain Elena Sartell is going to say, Goop, are you listening? Listening. All right, I'm going to walk you through this. You're going to imagine the place where you are absolutely happiest. Tell me about that place, Goop. Oh, no. I imagine a huge, empty field with a big forest around it, maybe a lake in the middle, and somewhere I can smell a bakery with lots of food in it. And there's a lot that's, of nice people there. That's any, nice. Any Marmite nearby? <laughs> yeah. And some animal jam? <laughs> that's that's very nice, Goop. <clears throat> now, now that you're there and imagining yourself there, I want you to imagine this number. 54254. 54254. Five, four. Five, four, five, four. Remembering. Say it over and over again, Goop. Five, in your, four, in your head. Five, four. It is repeating. He's and only going to be saying that in his head. You guys start to see the stars move pretty fast above your heads. Your air bubble starts to get a little bit visible. It's no longer the transparent. It's like translucent now. And uh, all of the sudden, you are in deep wild space with no celestial planets surrounding you. As far as the eye can see, you're in stars. And Captain Elaine Sartell falls to her knees on the mast and goes, huh, I haven't felt like that in years. Goop, buddy, would you get up here? We all need to talk. Goop slithers. Flapjack floats over close to the captain, and she says, oh, well, that was a close thing down there. Blast if I knew what those uh, people were how to get rid of them, but I do know of you. You're the you're the red moths, and I I'm I'm yours. I'm I'm I've I swore myself to Caitlin Glimmerstone, and once I found out of her corruption, I I made a partnership with the the prince of the Astral Elves to free them. Unfortunately, she got to most of them before I could. For, forgive me for not saving more of you. But I'm glad I was able to save those of you that I did. I'm happy to meet you, Red Moths. I was once too a moth. Any of you give me a history check. One person. Dibs. <laughs> uh, 15, I think. Yeah. Okay, 15. Uh, she is wearing a, it's this like doublet where you can see a symbol on the left side and it is a moth's wing, which is an 
old, dead flag of the moths. If she was a star moth, it was in the first or second legion from thousands of years ago. Back when they had a, a more straightforward moral uh, compass. Dang. Oh You're boy, old. that's that's an old symbol you got there. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's a little rude to talk about a woman's age. Oh, I wouldn't rather talk about your age. Just your hobbies, interests, you know, what really makes you tick. Yeah. Tick. Well, uh, I'll get you acclimated. Flapjack can show you to your bunks. And uh, we'll just float here for a couple of days. And then we'll get our bearings and set back off for uh, Zaraxxus base. Aye, aye, Captain. Hinda is just <laughs> uh, Flapjack is going to show you guys to the main deck, which is going to be down here on your map. You can check it out on Instagram. You guys go down the stairs here, and there is a room with series of beds for humanoid individuals, as well as a mess room for people who sleep different ways. Um, let's see. Uh, dibs on that bed because I'm bigger. There are uh hammocks in here too, hammocks over here. There's plenty of places to sleep. You guys will grab one of these beds and take a long rest. Flapjack will lock the door on from the inside behind you and give one of you the key just so you can have a private place since you just met these people and they're pirates, they know how trust can be you guys should have yep. the option to trust who you want so they're gonna toss uh one of you the key give me an acrobatics check and the highest number gets the key oh i got an advantage on that 19 i think yeah no. two. 14 i also got a 19 Ooh, which one of you has a higher dex i didn't get a 19 i was wrong okay and I believe it's Glix's. Sweet. Glix, you have a key to a door, which is right here on the map. But it only, it, it's the door from the, uh, what is called the hall. Uh, and then it leads into the car, uh, I believe it's called the cargo deck. Uh, it's like the, the cargo hold is what it leads to. But uh, it is a door that opens from that way and you've got the key to it. You may all take a long rest. Wasted a, a mass healing on this guy. Goodness. Right. <laughs> At least you get your spells back. True. Oh, uh, yeah. I get my one spell slot back. Same. Well, oh. on that, you are all peacefully rested, drifting away in wild space. And our journey will continue next time. Speaking of next time, thank you for listening to another episode of TGB One Shots. Tune in next time to see where they go. Because who knows? I don't. Shawnio does. We don't. I it's gonna be, do. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. And remember, Get crazy. As, Get stupid. Crazy. <laughs> and remember, as always, crazy to one. stay garlicky. Shut up, Connor. Stay garlic. Stay garlic. Put me in a padded room. <laughs> a padded room with rats. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I'm hanging up. The rats drove me crazy. <laughs> I was crazy once. He's gone.